been really a I suppose we shouldn't say surprising. I mean, I suppose we almost expected a, a short-term dip until, and then we would see growth after that. But really, we've had nothing at all of a dip. Uh, it's just been, I think we're 10% up. Julie's not here. She's the stats lady. I think we're 10% up on numbers. And it's not just about numbers. Um, we're seeing new people come in. And uh, we're just really excited about what uh, God is doing there. Um, yeah. Really glory to God. And you know, it's not about hype uh, because we do have our challenges. Please pray for us, support us. We, we are so grateful for the support from Elkiston. We wouldn't be doing it without you guys. And even if you've not been there in person, your prayer support, uh, just being faithful here is, is a great uh, encouragement for us. So um, onwards and upwards uh, for Mansfield and Elkiston. We're believing for, for wonderful things. And doing a bit of a switch today with Christian, so he's through preaching in Mansfield, and you know, we just want to honor Christian and his role uh, as well in everything. Um, we're so, so blessed that we have, and we've heard it from Patrick and Lucille, we've got a pastor who believes in pioneering, yeah. uh, believes in doing new things, and you know, we've been part of church on four different continents um, in various different uh, settings and locations, and let me tell you, uh, we can't take it for granted that we have a church which is a pioneering church, wanting to do new things, grow and, and press out and stretch ourselves. Because it's so easy uh, when you get beaten and bruised and you get discouraged to just shrink back and say, I'm just going to settle. Uh, but we're blessed to have a church at Arena where we're constantly stretching those boundaries, pushing on to greater things for God. So we just honor Christian and, and the whole leadership and their role in that uh, as well. But we're here to, to continue the, the series called Frequency, uh, which we cooked, kicked off uh, last week. And um, it's something that we're going to be looking at over the month of May, hearing from, from various different um, speakers throughout the, throughout the month. And, and last week, if you were here, Christian shared really well on, on the topic of prayer as a means for breakthrough. And I'd encourage you to, to go and listen to that uh, on the podcast um, if you weren't here Last week, but this word frequency, I know I, I well, I grew up, I'm, I'm sports fanatic, as you guys uh, probably know, and so I grew up as a teenager in Namibia where my parents were missionaries, uh, tuning in to a shortwave radio. I had this really old shortwave radio where you had to just adjust the aerial just in that perfect angle and just tweak it, and then it depended on how you turned that knob just to get that frequency to tune in. And what I was always wanting to get was, was the, the BBC World Service, because that helped me kind of get all the, the, the latest football scores and, and all the latest sports scores. So I was, I was just tweaking in, trying to tune in to that frequency. And sometimes I'd cro come across not only the BBC World Service, the Voice of America, and all sorts of uh, radio stations as well. But we should be tuning in to the voice of God. And my topic for today is, is hearing the voice of God, tuning that frequency so that we are on the same frequency as Jesus, as our Lord. And, and so hearing the voice of God is, is a topic really that for me uh, is one that I, I am blessed to be able to speak on, something that, that I've, I've done much thinking on and, and much working through over the years. If you've been in church long enough, you've probably heard the phrases, God told me to do this, 
Yeah, sometimes in a positive or a negative context, you've probably heard, I heard from God. And obviously, you know, I've probably used those words myself, and I'm not knocking them, because we do hear from, from God. We as a church believe we can still hear the voice of God, don't we? You may even have heard that I'm, I'm waiting on a word from the Lord. And, and yes, um, that does happen, but we can also probably think of some crazy examples down through the years that I can think of, of people saying things that you just know weren't God, but I, I heard from God. You know that people have, have, have started wars, people have invaded countries saying, I heard from God. And that's quite recently, I could, I could say the guy's name, he, well, from across the pond anyway. Um, people have started wars and invaded countries because they heard from God, heard from God. But people have also done some really silly things saying, I heard from God. In fact, every now and again, if you read the news, you hear these stories of people that have committed murders. Uh, because they've heard from God, usually because it's a really evil person and they feel that God's justice needs to be served and they're God's instrument to, to kill the person. I mean, come on. And so many crazy examples. In the church, we probably heard those examples too. Um, I, as a pastor, have heard people say, I'm going to leave church and I'm not going anywhere else. I'm just going to live a solitary Christian life uh, because... God has told me I need to do that. How many of you know that that's not from God? You, you may leave a church. You should then go to another one. Um, you should always continue meeting with Christian people because that's what we read in the Word of God. He wants us to do that. And so um, we need to be really careful because the thing is that um, we, we hear all these various uh, messages and, and, and it's such a topic that we owe it to speak about in the church. What is the voice of God? How can we hear the voice of God? Because we hear so much. In fact, one other example uh, before I push on. You've probably heard of those people who hear from God every moment of the day. Yeah? You know any people like that? When they say, well, God told me this morning to, to wear this stripy shirt and, and not the blue one. Um, is, it, is it nice, Josh? It matches Josh's stripy shoes uh, as well. So... I got teased about this shirt, actually, that it looks like a prisoner's shirt. Um, but, oh well. Um, God did not tell me to wear the shirt. I made the decision for myself. Um, how many of you guys know that God wants us to be mature? Uh, there are certain things that he wants us, decisions that he wants us to make on our own. Um, you know, I hope that my kids are going to grow up one day and pick their own clothes uh, and make their own decisions, and I don't have to tell them every time. Um, Although I've just realized that my wife still tells me what to wear. So forget that illustration, okay? That's a bad illustration. She's still, okay. But we are to mature, aren't we? We don't always wait on a word from God. And so oftentimes we can come to the conclusions. And, and I've certainly been in this situation myself where we say, well, they stand up front and they say, I heard from God. God told me this. God told me that. A, B, C. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I don't hear from God. There's something wrong with me. Why am I not hearing in the same way that these people hear? And so often we do think, well, there's something wrong with me. Or, or on the other extreme, and I've been in this camp as well, we just say, well, I'm just going to push that to the side because there's too many crazy people saying things, I've heard from God, I've heard from God, and for me, I'm just going to stick to what I know. 
But both extremes is the wrong approach because let me tell you, despite the craziness, God does still speak to us today. We believe that. In fact, we were, we were made in God's very image. He is a speaking God. Just like we can speak, He is a speaking God. And he still speaks today. The Bible is full of examples. If we read down through um, the, the, the Bible from the beginning to the end, we, we read examples of, of God speaking to people, starting with Adam and Eve in the, in, in the garden. What a beautiful picture of him just walking in the quiet of the evening with Adam and Eve and just conversing with the, the very first people that he created. But um, so many other examples to um, Moses. Samuel, Isaiah, Daniel, the list goes on. We could probably shout out a number of different names of people where God spoke to them. You see, many Christians do believe that now we have the Bible, the written word of God. And of course we do, and and God does speak to us through the written word of God. But many people believe that now that we have the Bible, God no longer speaks through any other means. And let me tell you, that's also wrong. Yes, he speaks through the Bible. And yes, we obviously honor that. But he can speak into your individual circumstances too. Um, He doesn't, we don't have verses for every single situation that we face in life. We have a general word from God and the word of God. But I didn't find the verse that told me, marry Alini. I didn't find the verse that told me, move to Mansfield. You see, there's specific situations in our lives where we do. We just need to hear from God to our specific circumstances. There's times when he speaks to us and he says, go and and, and I want you to speak to that person in the shop that you don't even know because they need encouraging. I want you to speak to that person at work and, 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 and just pray for them because God is working in their lives. So God speaks through his word, but he also speaks into our specific circumstances. Not only the big questions, should you marry the girl? What should you do? But also into our our daily lives. You see, one thing is for sure is that the Bible is complete. There's not going to be anything added to that. We, We believe that, yeah? We're not adding to the Bible, but God does also speak into our individual circumstances. In fact, could I say, have you, you guys have seen all these, all these uh, deodorant adverts, haven't you? This sounds off topic. Stay with me on this. You've seen these deodorant adverts where you spray the deodorant and, and uh, you know, maybe you single guys have tried it and the girls just don't come flocking. It just doesn't work, and you almost feel like, I've been missold here. Um, I, I, I've been sold that this is what it's going to do. It just didn't work. Didn't work for me, even with my wife, actually, but there you go. We get missold things, don't we? And, and can I be bold enough to say that we're actually misselling Christianity to say we can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ if he doesn't still speak today? You see, a personal relationship for me is not limited to just the written word of God. A personal relationship is dialogue with God. Uh, A personal relationship is hearing from Him on a daily basis for our specific circumstances. That's a personal relationship with God. 
We're not mis-selling that you can have a personal relationship and just telling you, well, it's only limited to the Word of God. He still speaks into our situations today. And so um, how does he speak? Well, we're going to quickly go through just a few, a few pointers here. And this is a huge topic. Can I just say, Christian said it last week, I've not heard the audible voice of God. I've not heard a booming voice coming out and saying, Stephen, do this, do that. And, and can I say, I think we probably, most Christians haven't, haven't had that experience. Can he still do it? Of course he can. He can still speak audibly and some people have heard him. But I haven't. But I still hear from God. You see, God speaks to us through various different things. He speaks to us through circumstance. There's a list on the screen. You'll see it there. He speaks to us through circumstance. How many of you guys know the story of Jonah where he didn't listen to God and then God spoke to him through circumstance, didn't he? A storm, a whale or a big fish and God spoke to him through the circumstance. God speaks to us through people as well. God speaks to us. We we heard an example of that with Patrick today and, and Lucille. Um, how God can speak to us, yes, through wise counsel, but God can also use the prophetic people uh, speaking prophetic words over our lives. We're a Pentecostal church. We still believe in that. He uses people to speak to us. He speaks to us through peace, just a peace in your heart and just a certainty that you're doing the right thing. But he also speaks to us through dreams and visions. You believe that? That God can still speak to us through dreams and visions? Yeah? I used this example in Mansfield last week, but the the week before last, we were at the AOG National Conference, and and, uh, there was a guy from Egypt um, speaking, uh, Pastor Samir Morris. I I hope I've said his name right. Um, But what a wonderful man of God who's grown this mega church, um, not in the Bible Belt in Texas, uh, but in Egypt, Um, Of all places, and I'm not saying it's easy to grow a church in the Bible Belt, but in Egypt, I mean, wow, God is doing amazing things uh, in Egypt. And he said that um, there are, in vast numbers, there are people turning to Jesus, Muslims turning to Jesus, because they're seeing visions and dreams of of God. And, And you know what? They're just coming to church and saying, I want to know Jesus. I want to meet Jesus. He said, yeah, give it applause. To God be the glory. He, he, he very humbly said, look, it's not credit to us. It's just credit to God. And he's moving amongst his people. He still speaks through dreams and visions. God speaks through the natural. He speaks through just beautiful scenery. Beautiful sunny mornings like we had today, although it was raining a bit earlier on when I got up. And he just speaks to us sometimes through the beauty of his creation. But he speaks to us through the supernatural. Yeah, God is still a God of the supernatural too. Um, We know he can heal. Uh, We know he can restore. Kev said it so well today. That touch of God can change your life in a supernatural way. But he also does speak through the Bible. We can't leave that out. One of the major ways, I'm not dismissing that. One of the major ways he speaks to us today is through the Bible. He speaks to us through a a, a still small voice sometimes. And uh, Romans 8.16 says this. 
the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are sons of God. And I love that verse because it sums it up so well. Sometimes the Spirit of God just testifies with our heart, just speaks to our heart uh, in a very certain, certain way. And so really that's just my introduction um, I've got a few points that I want to bring as well. Um, I hope you guys are still awake. Uh, we're going to look at Scripture, though, because ultimately that's what we, we, we want to look at, and that's where we take the, the, the message that we want to bring you this morning. Um, and I want to make three quick statements um, this morning. And, and, and the first one is this. You can hear from God because of who you are. You can hear from God because of who you are. And I want to read um, a passage from, from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. And it's going to come up on the screen. If you've got your Bibles, uh, you can turn to that as well. John 10, 1 through 5. It says this, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the, sheep, enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. So just that far, we'll pick up a few verses uh, later on as well. Who, who are we from, from the scripture? We're sheep. Can we all say that together? We're sheep. Yeah, I asked the Mansfield crowd last week to say, bah. But, um, I'll, uh, you know, you guys, well, I'll spare you that. You see, we have, we have probably negative connotations, really, uh, with being a sheep, don't we? Um, sometimes, you know, we think sheep are the dim, dimmest animals, and maybe that's true of us, I don't know. Um, but the Bible, really, in this context, is, is trying to, to make the, the, the illustration of sheep hearing the voice of the shepherd. You see, there's something that sheep are, are particularly good at is hearing the voice of the shepherd and following. And I, if you want to go out of the service and just, yeah, just have to Google it, and, and some people that I know have seen it live, but there's some amazing videos of, of, of shepherds just shouting out to their sheep and they just follow, like from or everywhere on the hills, they just follow that shepherd because they know his voice. And that's something unique in animals. And so when, when Jesus gives this uh, illustration, he's talking about sheep because they have this ability within them. It's, almost, it's part of the, who they are. It's part of their DNA to be able to hear a voice and follow. And there's a message in this uh, for us today. You see, uh, as sheep, um, we, it's something within us, as followers of Jesus, as part of his sheep, that we can hear the voice of God. Can I just put the myth aside that only certain people can hear from God? You see, this is the wonderful thing. It's not dependent on the, the pastors of the church, the leaders of the church, a priest or anything like that. You can also hear the voice of God. It's something that's in you. It doesn't say some sheep uh, hear his voice. All the sheep hear his voice and they follow him. It's something that's within us. So if you were one of those people that said, I, I feel like I'm a second rate Christian because I don't hear the voice of God like others do. Let me tell you, you're a sheep. 
you can hear the voice of the shepherd. It's something that's in you. Do you believe that today? You're a sheep. If you know uh, too much about the scripture as well, you, you probably know um, Jesus was, was speaking to the Pharisees. He was particularly addressing the Jews at this point. Um, so maybe you've picked up on that already. And, but John ten sixteen actually speaks very closely into this. It says, it says this, I have other sheep than, that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And so that verse is speaking into us as Gentiles because most of us here aren't Jews. There may be some, uh, but it's speaking to us who aren't Jews. And it says, there's other sheep of this pen. That's talking to us. That it's not just the Jewish people that can hear his voice. We as Christians, uh, we as Gentile Christians can hear his voice too. And then really just to emphasize the point again, in, in John ten twenty seven, it says, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. It's something that's within us. It's something that's within us as sheep of his fold to hear the voice of God. So that's the first point. You can hear the voice of God because of who you are. But I want to make a, a second point, and, and, and that's this, that you can hear the voice of God if you value his voice. If you value his voice. You see, that, that, that may be, sound like a contradiction to you, that, yeah, it's, it's something that's within us, but then we can hear it if we value his voice. But it's not at all. You see, it's very simple. It's like a, a child uh, who can, who's, built, who's born with the ability to hear, but also has to learn to hear and to understand. So we as Christians, we, we all have that ability, but we also need to learn to hear his voice, and we do so by valuing uh, the voice of God. What, what exactly do I mean when I say valuing the voice of God? Well, do you value his voice all the time, or do you value his voice when you need to hear from him? Do you value his voice all the time or do you only value his voice when you really need that word from God? You see, there's the, the, a general word from God and then there's a specific word from God and I, I kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. But, you know, the general word of God is, 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 is here in, in, in the Bible. That word that t- teaches us to love our enemies Pray for those who persecute us, things like that. The, the, the general word that tells us to be generous. The general word of God that tells us so many things. And sometimes we want to forget that bit, but then we want the specific word of God when we're in a crisis. When our marriage is falling apart and we say, God, speak to me. God, I need to, I need to hear from you. Lord, I, I, I am, my finances are in a mess. God, I need to hear from you. I need a divine wisdom from God. I need a word from God. But you've not heard the general word where it teaches you principles of, of what you need to do to manage your finances. Could, could be in a positive sense. Should I launch this new business? Josh, you know, in everything that he's doing, he needed to hear, God, is this your will? And, and, and so God does speak that specific word if we value his general word. And you see, we really need to, to listen to him 
all the time. Not every few months when there's a big decision that needs to be made. And when we, when we value his voice on a regular and a consistent basis, we somehow become attuned to what God is saying. We learn to recognize his voice from all the other voices that are out there because there's a lot of voices that are out there. Uh, a lot of competing voices uh, that will, will, will try to imitate the voice of God. So how do we know it's God? When we tune in and we make a habit of valuing his voice. And if you're not uh, in, in the habit of meeting with him regularly, uh, it makes it much more difficult to really hear the voice of God. And so there's a few things that I want to bring out, and, and these are things that I shared at Mansfield last week, and I've listened to Christian's um, podcast that he preached here last week, and I think there's, some, there's really some overlap uh, between the things that he was saying and the things that I'm going to say, but uh, I'm unapologetic about that because I think it's good that we get that overlap. Uh, that we're on the same page, that the, the practical things that we're doing uh, and saying are the same. And so if you were here, Christian shared about um, the 3015 challenge. Didn't he? Do you remember that? If you were here or if you listened to the podcast. Uh, for 30 days, spending 15 minutes with God. Uh, was it five minutes? I've written it down. Five minutes reflection, five minutes reading, five minutes praying. All of these things, which is great. Uh, great advice. The th- the, I'm going to share what, what um, I had uh, shared last week with Mansfield, and it's very much along the same uh, lines. And it's these things. It's first of all, set an appointment with God. You see, we, we, we make time for the things that are important to us. It may be very formal for you to think about setting an appointment with somebody you love. But we need to make time for those things that are important for us. The busier you get, I have to set, almost set appointments with my wife these days. This is the time we're going to spend together. It's non-negotiable. This is our time. We need to do that uh, with God as well. That could be different for different people. Can I even say set an appointment time and a place, a place where you know you're not going to be distracted, where you can spend time with God and, and, and really uh, listen to his voice. I know I've done that in many different places, but um, even on the train, um, before we came, before we moved down here, um, I was commuting um, to work 45 minutes to an hour one way and the same again back. And let me tell you, that time became gold for me. Um, absolutely loved it. I just stick my headphones on and just spend time reading and, and spend time listening and spend time worshiping. Set an appointment uh, with God, but also be still and worship. Just time of reflection is what, what Christian called it. Be still and worship. Psalm 46 verse 10, you know it well. Be still and know I am God. But I love what the message says. It says this, step out of the traffic, take a long, loving look at me, your high God. Just step out of the traffic for a moment. Have that time with God to just, just to be still and worship him. But also pray and read. And I'm going to go through these very quickly. Um, Jesus is our ultimate example of that. Um, he rose early in the morning, didn't he? 
um, to spend time, even though he was God himself, he felt the need to get up early and spend time uh, with the Father. The psalmist says in Psalm 119, 147, I rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help. I hope in your word. Pray and read, whether it's morning or whether it's after the kids are in bed at night, uh, whatever that may be for you, spend that time praying and reading and then listening and writing. Again, Christian said it last week, uh, get a notepad, just write down, what, what is God saying to you? Um, get a journal, keep a note of it. What is God saying to you? Listen and write. Listening is often the hardest part because we just want to, we, we get into God's presence and it's a dialogue. Again, Christian said this last week. It's a dialogue. It's not just us talking. It's us also listening uh, to God. What is he saying to you? You see, as we do all of this, as we spend time with him, we become so accustomed to his voice that we will recognize his voice when we most need to hear from him. Even when you don't need to hear from him, you get up, you spend that time with God, you, you spend your time reading the, the word of God, listening, praying, and then when you really need to hear from him, you will hear from him because you're attuned to his voice. Sometimes I, I, I phone Alini from work and my work is of the nature that I move around a bit and I don't like to call on my mobile, so it's often from my desk phone and that could be any random number depending on what branch I'm in or what desk I'm in, what office I'm in. So sometimes I'll phone her up and it doesn't come up as a recognized number when I phone her. And when, I pick, when she picks up that phone, I say, hi. I don't say, hi, Alini, this is Stephen, your husband. Uh, she doesn't ask me for... What's your date of birth? Uh, your postcode, the first line of your address. What's your middle name? Your mother's maiden name? Because she knows my voice. It's not like a call center where I'm a random voice on the end of the line. She knows my voice. And so as we get familiar with the voice of God, we will also hear his voice and we will know it. You may think you don't have that ability. You will hear his voice and you will know it when you become attuned, when you spend time in his presence, when you, you value the voice of God. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. love this verse. You will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all. Sorry, I've read that wrong. When you search for me with all my heart, with all your heart. You see, we will hear from him if we value his voice. But I want to make one more point and, and, and say this. You can correctly hear from God when you seek or if you seek confirmation. You see, we should always look for confirmation. When we hear in the voice of God, we should always look for confirmation. And there's a few different places we can, we can look for it. But, you know, even, even the... Even any Christian, even uh, Christians that have walked with, with Jesus for 60 years can still mishear him. Do you believe that? Yeah. We're all human after all, aren't we? We can all mishear him. Alini still misses, mishears me from time to time. We've been married 14 years. That's not a lot for, for many of you, but she still mishears me. I never mishear her, but she still mishears me. <laughs> Love that example. I got away with it once. I don't know if I'll get away with it a second time. <laughs> In all seriousness, you know, we, we do mishear God. 
We mishear those that even the closest people to us. We do mishear them. So it's important that we do seek confirmation. And the first way we do that is, is, is through the Bible. You know, we can't minimize that. I've touched on it already, but the Bible is the confirmation. Let me tell you, if, if, if you hear a voice telling you to do something that is against the word of God, you've misheard. <laughs> you've misheard. Because God is not double-minded. He doesn't say one thing in his word and then tell you to do another thing. Uh, that is our standard that we measure against. He speaks through the Bible. Just another example that I was think, thinking about um, just this morning. Alini and I had, had this friend of ours who came up to us and said, um, God told me I am to, to stop tithing. And um, I'm, I'm not to give to God anymore, give any finance to God. And, and like we were, we were blown away. And I'm, I might have even shared this uh, illustration before, but we we're blown away because it's like the last person we expected to hear this from. And, but how many of you know, we, we need to then weigh that up against the word of God and what the word of God says about this topic. And, and you know, should we stop giving to God what is God's? Um, should we stop sowing? Um, and still expect to reap? Or, you know, what, in what context are you taking that? And, and so we need to measure all of these things up uh, against the Word of God. Just for the record, we're not taking another offering, um, so you guys can relax. <laughs> the Word of God is, is the first way we seek confirmation. And the second thing is godly counsel. You know, we seek out godly people who we can trust, and we listen to them. And we, we run things by them. And we, we respect the fact that they're wise people that have been gifted by God often to, with the gift of wisdom. And can I say, a lot of them aren't up on the stage. You know, God, I, I trust God gives those people on the stage wisdom as well. But some of the wisest people are, are the ones that are just sitting right where you are right now. Can I say, can I just honor my wife and the wisdom that she has? That sometimes then I'm thinking crazy things in my head and I just run it by Alini and she's that voice of wisdom into my life. Wise people that you can run things by. Godly counsel helps us confirm, is this really the word of God? And, and the other thing uh, that I wanted to mention, and I've touched on it as, as a way God speaks to us already, but um, we get peace in our heart. You see, God uses this to just confirm in our heart that our crazy ideas are actually Him speaking to us. Some of, sometimes when, when things have been going swimmingly well in my life, when, when career's been going well, jobs have been going well, all of these things have been going great and you just feel this nagging, unsettling in your heart. And then there's other times where where circumstances have just been so hard, so hard, but you feel a peace in your heart which surpasses understanding. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. Be by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God speaks by giving us peace in our hearts as well. And I'm going to ask the band to come forward as we draw 
draw to a close just now, but, um, you know, I firmly believe that um, across both campuses, Ilkeston, Mansfield, or even if you're visiting from another church and you're not part of Arena, I honestly believe that God wants to speak to each one of us because we're all sheep in his fold. I believe God wants us to take, to take us to a, a new level of intimacy with him, a new level of, of being able to distinguish his voice from the cloud and the, the, the confusion and the different voices we hear. He wants to take us to a new level of hearing his voice. You may have been one of those people that, um, that thought there's something wrong with me and I just don't hear from God. If that's you, let me encourage you. God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you individually, specifically. He wants you to know his voice too. And, and if you're one of those people that's put off by the craziness of it all, well, I was there too. And I, I said to God, God, if this is real, I, I just want to hear from you. Yes, I've seen people do crazy things in the name of God. I heard, I heard from God. But God, if it's real, I've seen it genuine too. God, I, I want to hear from you. And God can speak to your specific circumstances. Why don't we get up on our feet?